All right, if you have a Bible with you, which here's, here's one of my Bibles that I have handy, Psalm 137 in your Old Testament, we, that'll be a text we're going to look at here in just a few minutes. Uh, and then towards the end of this lesson, we're going to look at something from Jeremiah chapter 29. So turn on over to Psalm 137, and if you're a great Bible student, you want to mark your spot, mark Jeremiah 29 also. I am continuing a sermon series right now that I've titled Sermons I Wasn't Planning on Preaching, but I decided to preach because it felt necessary because of COVID-19. How's that for a sermon series title? There's been a few times throughout this year that because of the circumstances, because of what we're going through in life, and because of what our church is currently, uh, the situation we found ourselves in, that I felt like I needed to adjust what I was planning on preaching and preach a sermon to kind of fit the situation. That's where we're at today. So let me just start with this and how the year has gone. I'm going to start with, uh, this sermon is basically titled, Adaptive Changes. Um, back in January, the elders, myself, the rest of the ministry staff, some of our wives and some of our deacons attended a conference called Adaptive Changes. It was with three other churches, so really, it was a collaborative cohort is what they called it. We're learning together because now we live in this culture. And keep in mind, this was January when we attended this conference. This was before COVID. The thought behind, the purpose behind this conference was the culture has changed so much. The, the rate at which people go to church has dramatically decreased. The amount of followers of Jesus that are out there that are true followers of Jesus has dramatically decreased. There's so much about our culture that has changed. So we went to this conference to try to think together, brainstorm together, dream together on, as a church, what adaptive changes maybe do we need to make so that we can still be the body of Christ and effectively reach people for Christ, effectively make disciples. I thought it's ironic that we attended this just two months before COVID-19. So we attend this conference called Adaptive Changes, and then just a few months later, boom, we're all forced into an adaptive change that none of us were expecting. I'll use myself as an example, okay? I got a Bible degree in my undergrad. I got a master's of ministry. So I went to ACU for my undergrad. I went to Harding for my master's. And I've studied under a lot of great professors, great Bible teachers. They taught me how to read the Bible, how to interpret the Bible, how to teach the Bible and try to teach it effectively while staying true to Scripture. They taught me how to, to reach people, to offer some pastoral care. I was taught congregational leadership, and other things like that. And I've learned a lot along the way. But not one class was offered on how to live stream a worship service. Not one class. And I graduated college like, what, 12, 13 years ago? And to me, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. And there was nothing offered for how to preach to your iPhone, for how to try to engage an audience that's watching from their living room with a ton of distractions around them. I was not trained or taught in any of these things, how to build a social media platform for your church. So within the last decade or a little more, uh, just think about how much has changed. Getting a Bible degree, you're not prepared for any of that. In my life and my job, I've had to make some dramatic adaptive changes this year, which I'm sure you have as well in your own life. So you could maybe you could think to yourself, what adaptive changes have I had to make or has my family had to make? Maybe you've 
made some decisions on school and whether or not to send your child to school. And, and, you know, back in the spring, we were doing school at home. Some of you are still doing that. Some of you, your work life changed and you wound up working from home. Uh, there's all sorts of adaptive changes. As a church, we've made adaptive changes. We, if you come to the church building, which I know we're not there right now, but for the last six months or so, the way we do communion is very different. We have these little prepackaged communion deals. Um, the way we do our worship, doing every other row, like so many things have changed, whether it's church life, work life, school life, even family life. I know some of you probably had to make some tough decisions this past week for Thanksgiving. I heard from some of you that you you didn't meet up with your family like you normally do uh, out of protection for the vulnerable with the virus, or maybe some people were exposed and were quarantined. And just with family decisions, we've had to make some major adaptive changes. This, this whole year has been about adaptive changes. And it's funny that we attended a conference called Adaptive Changes before we knew how much we were actually going to have to adapt and change. There's a manager named Billy Bean. He manages a baseball team. He, he was the manager of the Oakland Athletics. And they made this, I guess he still is, I don't really know to be honest, but they made a movie about him called Moneyball in his managing style. And in the movie, he has this quote where he says, it's adapt or die. It's adapt or die. And I've thought about that quote a lot this year because basically we've had to learn on the fly for churches and probably a lot of other areas of life. It's like we're trying to hit a target that keeps moving, but we've got to learn to adapt or we're not going to make it. So adaptive changes is what I'm focusing on this morning for this lesson. And now as we think about the Bible, you think about especially the Old Testament, because that's where we're going to be this morning. It's not, we're not the first group of people that believe in God. They want to be people of faith that have gone through a crisis and that have had to make some major changes. I could list several times in the Old Testament where the people of God had to experience a crisis and make some major adaptive changes. But what I really want to focus on is when the people of God found themselves uh, as captives taken back or taken over to Babylon as exiles. That's a major adaptive change. All of a the sudden, they're taken away from their home. They're taken away from Jerusalem, from the temple, the place where they go to gather and to worship. That's a major adaptive change. And now they're in this foreign land. Okay, everything's changed for him. And I want to read Psalm 137, verse 1 through 4. And you can kind of feel and experience the emotion that they're going through. And then I'll hone in on verse 4. But follow with, follow with me here in Psalm 137, verse 1 through 4. I'm, this one's reading from NIV. By the rivers of Babylon we sat and wept when we remembered Zion. You can just feel the pain. By the rivers of Babylon we sat and wept when we remembered Zion. There on the poplars we hung our harps. For there our captors asked us for songs. Our tormentors demanded songs of joy. They said, sing us one of the songs of Zion. How can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? Let me read that again, verse 4. How can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? That was the question they were wrestling with. I mean, they're, they're way away from the temple. They're away from everything they're used to. How can they sing these songs when they're not at home, when they're not at their home base? 
And I think that's where Psalm 137 can resonate with us in our current situation. How do we learn to sing the songs of the Lord in a foreign land? Or maybe how do we learn to sing the songs of the Lord while we're wearing a mask? How do we learn to sing the songs of the Lord when we're not meeting at our church building but we're all kind of scattered into our living rooms? Or maybe there's a lot of you that this culture that we live in even before COVID has changed so much and so drastically from what you grew up in. Maybe you feel like an exile in your own country and you can identify with this. How do we learn to be the people of faith? How do we learn to be faithful followers of Christ in a culture that's constantly changing? And some ways to explain it would be words like it's disorienting or we've gone off the map. We've gone into uncharted territory. There are no experts here. So how can we be the people of God? How can we learn to sing the songs of the Lord in a foreign land? How can we be the people of God? What do we do? So we're all experiencing an adaptive change. We're not the first people group that have had to experience a crisis and go through an adaptive change. And now I want to offer some solutions. And I'm going to give you four points. I don't always preach using points. So if you're, you're the type of person that loves preachers who have three or four point sermons, here's four points for you. And they come from this book called Canoeing the Mountains. The subtitle is Christian Leadership in Uncharted Territory. It was written by a guy named Todd Bolsinger. Bolsinger, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, that conference that we went to in January, this was the required text. Okay, And in this book, Todd Bolsinger offers... Four helpful suggestions for leaders, for church leaders. But I want to share them with you because whether you're a church leader or not, I think it applies for all of us. And just like Psalm 137 verse 4 probably resonates with what we're going through, I think these four points may resonate with you. And here they are. I'll tell them to you just from the get-go. Start with conviction. Stay calm. Stay connected. Stay the course. The first one, start with conviction. Think about what we know, what we are convicted of. No matter what's going on on the outer element, what's going on around us in the world, what do we know? What's our conviction? That God is still God. God is still on the throne, and we can still trust God, right? We, we have to believe that. I believe that. I truly and firmly believe that here's my other copy of the Bible. This is what I normally preach from, the NRSV right here. I believe that this is the Word of God. It's living and active, and it still is, no matter how much our culture has changed. I'm convicted of that. I still believe as a church we have a mission. Our mission statement is to make, mature, and multiply faithful followers of Jesus, and the mission is the same. We have a shared mission. We have seven commitments, these core values that kind of drive where our church is headed, the vision of our church. So we can start with conviction. We know that God is still God. God is on the throne. We trust God, and we have a mission. Okay, there's, that's number one. Number two is stay calm. As human beings, we're wired for homeostasis. And when that is messed up, like it has been this year, when we're thrown off course, when we're all of a sudden we find ourselves navigating off the map in uncharted territory, we have some emotional responses. There's certain triggers that cause emotional responses for us. What kind of emotions have you felt this year? Think about that. Maybe some fear. I'll talk about that in just a second. Anxiety, 
disappointment. Yeah, but there's probably, I wrote down a few other uh, emotions that we felt. Frustration. There's been a lot of people that are frustrated. Some of you have felt the tendency to want to be rebellious because of decisions that have been made. So let's use anxiety as as an example. Uh, Anxiety has spiked for a lot of people this year, and anxiety is not a bad thing. I mean, when we're in a dangerous situation, we should respond with anxiety. Fight, flight, or freeze. If you see a bear in the woods, that's going to be, I mean, your adrenaline's going to kick in and you're going to react by either fight the thing, run from it, flee, or freeze. So the way that we're created is we respond like that only occasionally in short bursts. We're not meant to live off of that kind of anxiety day in and day out. But this year, this adaptive change that we're all going through, we've all kind of had an anxiety spike. Maybe you've experienced that emotion or you've experienced fear. Be honest. How many of you have had a little bit of fear this year? I know that there's many of you out there that are listening to this that maybe one of your fears is, am I going to get this virus? And what's going to happen to me if I do? Or if I go out in public, am I running a huge risk of getting this virus? Or maybe your fear has been a financial situation. What What's our situation going to be like financially? There's a little bit of fear there. For me, I'll be honest with you, there's been a little bit of fear throughout this whole thing of thinking, what is our church going to be like when this is all over with? What's our church going to be like on the other side of this? There's been a little fear, there's been a little anxiety, and there's probably been a little bit of disappointment. Whether it's through the the church situation or maybe school or work life, uh, tough decisions have been made this year. And Everybody's been disappointed in one way or another. One of my favorite definitions of leadership is leadership is disappointing your own people at a rate that they can absorb. Leadership is disappointing your own people at a rate that they can absorb. And that's kind of how 2020 has felt like, especially with making decisions. We know we're going to have to disappoint people. Let's just not disappoint too many people too quickly. Uh, Yeah, disappointment, fear, anxiety, rebellious tendencies, you know, whatever else, what other emotions you may be experiencing. And with all that going on, Todd Bolsinger is telling us, stay calm. With my own kids, I have two kids at home. And just about a week ago, there was a pretty strong emotional response. We found out some close friends were tested positive for COVID and it kind of affected some plans and then some fear kicked in on what's this going to do to the holidays and uh, my kids were really upset. It's kind of like that fear and anxiety just overwhelmed them all in in one time. I think it was a Saturday night. Sat down with them and I talked to them for a little bit and I said, repeat this after me. The first thing I said was, it's going to be okay. And I made them say it. It's going to be okay. And then I said, now repeat this after me. I'm okay. And they said, I'm okay. Sometimes we have to just be reassured. Look, God is still God. God is still on the throne. God can be trusted. The word of God is still living and active. We still have a mission. And because of that, we can be calm. It's going to be okay. I'm okay. Start with conviction. Stay calm. Stay connected. 
Man, the church, I mean, God has given us such a great avenue of fellowship and we're meant to bear each other's burdens and share life together and be connected with one another. And when we're not together physically, like when we're not able to go to Bible class together, or be together in small groups or church events or Sunday morning worship gatherings and have our conversations in the auditorium or our conversations in the foyer, we can get disconnected. It's easy to be, become disconnected, especially this year. One of the points that Todd Bolsinger's making is you got to stay connected. So my challenge to you would be get creative. Challenge yourself. Discipline yourself to stay connected. Not just with people that you're close friends with, but find some people you haven't talked to in a while that's a part of this congregation or somebody in your life and call them, text them, check in on them. A few weeks ago, I pulled this thing out. This is our our new directory that came. Maybe you can find yourself in here. This was from Breeze. It's printed off for us and it was a Sunday night. I came home from from uh, church, you know, that morning, and I was still kind of recovering that evening, and started looking through the directory, and I was thinking, who haven't I seen since we've reopened? Who should I check in on? As a staff, a, a little while back, we challenged each other to make ten contacts each week, just ten people that we haven't talked to in a while or seen in a while, just check in on them. And I want to challenge everybody else to do the same thing: stay connected with each other. It's easy to get disconnected. Start with conviction, stay calm, stay connected, and then that fourth point is stay the course. Stay the course. Another word maybe to describe this would just be to be resilient. Stick with it. To press on. Uh, it's easy to get frustrated and disappointed and all these different emotions that maybe you've experienced and the tendency is to want to just give up. But I want to challenge you, don't give up. Stay the course. Be determined. Have some longevity. That Psalm, Psalm 137, verse 4, how can we learn to sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? Well, that kind of resonates with us right now. And dealing with a similar situation, it's prophet Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 29. And I'll, I'll start to wrap it up with this in case you're wondering how long I'm going to go. Don't worry. We're kind of, we're getting ready to land the plane here. So Jeremiah chapter 29. Okay, again, to the people of God living in exile in Babylon, just like Psalm 137, there was a false prophet that had come in and spread some false rumors that the exile wasn't going to last that long. They were only going to be in Babylon for a couple years, but that wasn't true. And Jeremiah's teaching them some truth. They're going to be in exile for about 70 years. And God, speaking through Jeremiah, has him write this letter to the exiles. And I'm going to read... I want to read Jeremiah 29, verse 4 through 7. And you kind of see this word to the exiles and what, what Jeremiah is telling them, but maybe you can find a little parallel for our own situation. Verse 4. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. It's God who sent them there. Verse 5. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Verse 6, take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. Verse 7, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for in its welfare you will find your welfare. The message to the exiles is you're in here for the long haul. Settle in. 
Build houses for yourself, plant gardens, be fruitful and multiply, seek the welfare of the city, of the situation that you find yourself in. Pray for the welfare, because when the city has welfare, so you will also experience that. You see where maybe there's some parallel to what we're going through here? That maybe a word for us, a message for us, how can we learn to sing the songs of the Lord in a foreign culture? How can we learn to sing the songs of God, be the people of God in a culture that's constantly changing? Settle in. Make the best of a bad situation. Stay faithful. Pray regularly. Stay the course. Start with conviction. Stay calm. Stay connected. Stay the course. There's a great the late great author, the late Eugene Peterson. Maybe you've heard that name before. I'm going to share a short quote from Eugene Peterson that really uh, was very meaningful to me. And here's the quote. Eugene Peterson, kind of taking it out of context, but he said this, a long obedience in the same direction. A long obedience in the same direction. I put that under the point of stay the course because... No matter what we're going through, the ups and downs, what's happening out there in the world, whether or not we can meet at the building or we have to shut down for a few weeks or whatever it may be, be obedient and be ready to be obedient for the long haul in the same direction, headed towards Christ. So we're all in an adaptive change right now. We started this year going into, going into an adaptive change conference, and we had no idea the adaptive change that would be forced on us all. We've all had to learn and adapt on the fly. We're in uncharted territory. We're going off the map. We're trying to figure out how to make it, how to sing the songs of the Lord in a culture that doesn't look like the culture that we were used to. It's going to be okay. I'm okay. You're okay. God is still on the throne. We have a mission, so stay calm. Stay connected and stay the course.